elect a presidential candidate for the 2024 elections. But uh, some presidential aspirants say the process to clean the register and finalize the list has not been transparent. We have uh, one of them, Kwabunai J. Japan, in the studio with us for a conversation on this. Well, uh, grateful for coming. It's my pleasure. Uh, but first, how, how's the campaign going? It's going very well. Uh, mm. Campaigns are normally very tough, mm. but I've been used to it, so I enjoy the difficulty in running around the country and meeting the people. There's a joy in seeing Ghanaians going through their daily troubles and mm. all that, and mm. meeting them in the various communities. So okay. It's a tough ask, but mm. uh, I'm always prepared for tough duties. Okay. Uh, during your launch, you, you, were, you were very critical of government that you cannot put, pretend to say that all is well. I think it's important mm. after 30 years of our democracy that we create a new dawn in this country. Mm. Typically so for we, the politicians as well. Um, it's important that sometimes we are forthright with the Ghanaian people. Mm. I think the time has come for us to work within our means, mm. um, to operate our budgets within what we can get for our revenue envelope. We cannot continue to have deficit financing of our lives. It's not sustainable. Mm. It's, it's shown to us that we have to look into inward and look at the Ghanaian people, lead by example, do the right things, cut the waste. It's important that we cut down a lot of waste. And that's why I'm, I've laid out my six-point plan, including mm. reducing the size of government, um, as a way of sending a strong signal to the Ghanaian people that it cannot be business as usual, and that uh, the time has come for us to cut back on ourselves as a demonstration of austerity so that we can expect the support of the population. The only way we can get the population on side is when they realize that we also are leading by example. Mm. All right. Now, we know that you are in the race to be elected as flag bearer. Oh, you, you, the number of you are 10, so it will be trimmed down to 5. That's right. Now, some of you are not you know, quite okay with the process. Are you included in those? I'm not, I'm not so sure about the headline. I think it's a bit sensational. I mean, I don't think anybody has complained about the the list because we haven't gotten to that stage. I think we are talking about the process. There are two issues that most of us have been discussing and all of us have been discussing it. This impression that is being created that there's a group of eight. In fact, they are calling us a gang of eight, mm -hmm. which is very derogatory. It's wrong. It's erroneous. Everything that we've discussed, we've made sure the vice president is also aware of that. We wanted the, the special electoral college to assemble at one single location instead of the 16 regional capitals, because the last time it was done, there were only 10 regional capitals. Right now, there are small regions like Northeast, like uh, Western North, like Uti. I mean, you're going to assemble only 26 or so delegates to vote. Mm. I mean, I think that is something that um, is, is wasteful. Okay. We believe, and also we've had a lot of staff complaints, even from the a lot of the party chairmen that they'll prefer that we all assemble at a location okay. so that we can have better scrutiny of the process to make sure, especially there's some restricted access to the voting area. But there are all sorts of rumors that fly around. We want a transparent and a clean process so that when the result comes out, everybody will be happy with it. Again, I want to emphasize that all of us have been having these discussions and we've been asked to have our view. Fortunately, the National Council will meet tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. All aspirants have been invited, mm. so there is no ganging up against one person. It is not true. So the media should stop that narrative. Mm. It's never true. And when we're thinking about the process, okay. whether the special delegates, if you look at the Constitution, is mm. intended to shortlist 
from 10 to 5. Mm -hmm. It is not intended to elect a winner or a presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. That's not the intention behind it. So there's a school of thought that says, that, okay, perhaps we should do it like we do with the unit committee elections mm -hmm. or with the vice uh, chairman elections in our party, where if you take the notice of poll and there are 10 of us, you, you take five, your preferred five. Mm -hmm. So that's the discussion. Those are the two main issues. Mm -hmm. The last issue had to do with the display of the register. Okay. Our party register is being validated or has been validated. The process that it went through, some people were not happy with it. Because okay. we think that at the national level, we ask the Electoral Commission to do a public display. Mm. So the least we can do is to have a display at the party office in the constituency. So, so, are, you, so that, are, you, are you happy with it or you are part of those who are not happy with the process? No, no, no. I don't want you to come out with such a, <laughs> a straight talk that we are not happy with the process. All we are saying no, I, I that we haven't gotten... Some people are not happy with how the process went. Yes, the validation. Exactly. Because one, some mm. people have passed on. Mm. And there are some indications that they are being replaced. Mm. Meanwhile, the National Council took a decision for no one to be added on. Mm. Even if someone has lost mm. his life, mm. he shouldn't be added on. So if such things are happening, then it's worrying. What we want to see is a public display of the register okay. so right. that it can be verified by all the delegates that ah, I'm in this polling station, this man has passed on, mm. he has not been replaced, mm. and all that. That's all okay. it's being said. Mm. That cannot constitute ganging up against one. Okay. We are looking at sanitizing the process. So, so tomorrow, the National Executive Committee is meeting. Yes. What's your expectation of, 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 of well, what? I do hope that we can reach some accommodation and uh, because I think having it in one central location is, is a no-brainer. I mean, there are only nine, less than 900 uh, okay. making up the special electoral college. There are not that many. It's less than a normal polling station. Mm -hmm. So if a polling station in Accra can fill 1,500 people to vote in, you know, so what is wrong with having just one polling station, maybe in the middle belt of the country, okay. that can allow those from the coast to get there in good time, those from the north to get there in good time, okay. so that by 10 o'clock in the morning we can start the voting. So that's because your expectation for tomorrow? That is what we expect to do, because okay. the, with the special electoral college, mm -hmm. there are no time for speeches or anything. We just go in there like a voting day, you go and you vote. That's it. So okay. that's right. what we want to see. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So Kwame um, Ejafon is one of the 10 um, aspirants, flag aspirants of the MPP, uh, who will be going into this special delegate uh, congress. We are waiting to see what the committee will come up with tomorrow at the end of that meeting. Now, to other stories, the minority in Parliament's decision to boycott Parliament, parliamentary sitting whenever Jachi Kwesin goes to court has changed. Now, despite Jachi Kwesin having his day in court today, NDC MPs stand up on the floor with a new strategy. The NDC group says they are escalating their protest against the prosecution of their colleague as a North MP. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kwekwa Sante reports. It was a surprise to see NDC MPs on the floor, despite their colleague, James Jachikwesen, being in court. It became apparent later that the NDC group in the House has softened their earlier stance. Minority Chief Whip Gavin Kwame Abuja wanted to first put on the record that the NDC MPs could not be blamed for the lack of action in Parliament. The reason you couldn't do business yesterday was because your own members are not coming to work. In fact, you can't even count 15 members this morning. So let the world be aware, the country be aware, that the reason Parliament is not forming quorum has nothing to do with the majority, minority members. You have 138. Where are your uh, 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 138? You don't have them. Honorable Hip, 
Let's, you don't have them. Let, let's finish with the correction yes. first. So, Mr. Speaker, yeah. let it not be said anywhere in this country that the absence of the minority in Parliament has stopped this country from paying contractors, from reducing the price of petrol, Honourable from reducing poverty. Honourable Leader. Well, it appears the new strategy of the minority is to attend sittings but frustrate government business. They started with raising issues of quorum. Arise on the authority of Article 102 on a very important matter of Kuru. Mr. Speaker, with your leave. Honorable Member, let me, Mr. let Speaker, me, let's Mr. adopt, let me, Mr. Speaker, let me adopt the Mr. proceedings Speaker, first. We cannot even adopt the proceedings. We don't have a commencement Kuru. The majority could not understand why the NDC group wanted an adjournment, calling on them to be patriotic. Please do service to Mother Ghana. Serve your, your country eh? with patriotism. Serve your country with patriotism. Yeah, our, 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 our colleagues should be patriotic a bit. Abba, why? We have a bill. We have an important bill to deal with. The chairman is here, and all the, the sponsors of the bill are ready. They are watching from the gallery. The Speaker of Parliament had no option because Parliament simply did not have a quorum to continue sitting. He had to adjourn the House. Honourable members, I think today will be the last day that we will raise this issue of quorum. So, the fifth, I am urging you to do more. Uh, on that note, I'm bringing proceedings to a close and adjourn the House to tomorrow, 10 o'clock in the forenoon. Following the adjournment, the minority leader detailed his side's new strategy. Since they have escalated the persecution of our colleague, Honorable Kwesi, they should not expect cooperation from us. That is simple. We will not announce the strategy going forward. But all what we can assure you is that all options are on the table on a daily basis. And they should not expect cooperation from us. There is a new appeal now from an NPP MP for the Mai East to leadership on both sides to sit down and resolve this impasse. So our appeal to them, I think it's about time that we look at this thing holistically. The leadership have to sit. I think parliament leaders have to sit and look at how we can address this issue. But this, I mean, this part, no, will not help us. I don't think it's something that we need to continue on that, uh, on that side. So that's uh, how parliament was. But let's do some social media reaction on parliament boycott uh, there. Some people have been reacting on our Facebook. We, we, we asked the question, is parliament fulfilling its role in serving the nation effectively, given the minorities boycott during the Jachi Question trial and the majority's absenteeism leading to ineffective parliamentary settings? Let's share with you some of the comments that have come in. Hussein Nassam says, our constitution enjoined us to resist the oppressor's rule and the minority MPs are on that course with already served notice, but the majority MPs are on French leave to campaign for an internal election. The two cannot be saved. Now, uh, Kwame Achampon says, we were in this country when an MPP MP was imprisoned, leading to his death for the same charges. None of these hypocrites said anything. Allow the Constitution to work if you are a law-abiding lawmaker. Uh, uh, you are law-abiding lawmakers. Franklin uh, Anku says, it will even become worse if the incumbent MPP MPs file their parliamentary primaries nomination. Uh, so Thomas Yenemi says president should be blamed. Okay, uh, Fauzi Blesko says so is Ghana going to pay them with my tax contributions? These MPs are not serious. So representation must suffer because of uh, some selfish behavior of some MP. They must come again. 
Ebenezer Odei Fianco says, minority, so if you don't go to parliament, will you take your salaries when the month comes to an end? It's better you stop that uh, and go back and play your role in uh, parliament. So that's uh, coming from Ebenezer Odei Fianco. Now, uh, still, still on that particular matter, member of parliament for Yendi constituency and a member of vice president Baumia's campaign team, Farouk Aliou Mahama, says it is not accurate that some MPP MPs are abandoning parliament to campaign with vice president. Some, uh, for some days now, parliament has struggled to form a quorum to do business with a minority claiming that MPP MPs are following the vice president around. According to Farouk Aliou Mahama, the NPP MPs respect their duties in Parliament and have never left the House to follow the Vice President on his campaign tours. The duties of a members of Parliament to be in Parliament. And when this just equation issue came up, it was established that the NDC took a strategy by saying we're not going to come to Parliament. So it is the stance of the NDC against the stance of we, the majority. The majority of Parliament is com- committed to come into the plenary and you can see that we've done that. The NDC strategy is to use this as a bargaining chip for us to put on the stance in terms of the court proceedings but that is the rule of law and we cannot interfere. Baumia as a person has been a vice president who has carried himself well within the fourth republic, has made good gains and is working assiduously to become the president. The MPs from Ashanti region were with Baumia are back to parliament. So it has nothing to do with MPs following Baumia. For instance, I'm a strong supporter of the vice president, but I've not followed the vice president. I've still left the vice president to go on his own campaign and still be committed to my work. So NDC's strategy of trying to tie everything to Baumia is a signal that we always use that. It's a signal that Baumia is a threat to John Muhammad. And I'm telling this on authority. The last time I told you that President uh, uh, sorry to say, Vice President Baumia, inshallah, by 26th of August, you will see the signal when we do the special voting. He's somebody who doesn't like to attack people, and that is how come he's called decorum with his communication team to issue a statement that we should be decorous in our statement. We are one party. We shouldn't let it be like it's a fight. And I know at the end of the day, with the temperament of Vice President Baumia, MPP will break the eight, beat John Mahama, and will be the next government Noah Farouk Ali Muhammad says the vice president is not deterred by the attacks on his person by some of his opponents. The vice president has come under a barrage of criticism uh, from his opponents, including Kennedy in Japan, who all say the vice president is not fit to lead the MPP. But according to Farouk Ali Muhammad, the vice president will win the MPP primaries regardless. I did the album in my constituency, and I control, we have 800 people in the album. And I control 700 people in the album. My other contestant who contested me and the, the other two have 50-50. We are all for Baumia. So therefore, who are they going to vote for? So let's stop that propaganda. For instance, you. You have management. That whips you in line. When we whip, it works. But let's not do the talking. Me, I believe I'm an action-oriented MP. And I've always told the vice president that on the DD, I'm the polling agent for Yendi. At the end of the day, the end will justify it. And I can tell you, Alan Chamati is a fine gentleman, but trust me, and my late dad contested election, and I know the distinction between that time and this time, I can tell you that Baumia is on course to win massively both uh, the special delegates and the, 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 the 4th November 
elections. Yeah, but I think that commission on record to have said that if push comes to solve, the eight will team up against Dr. Baumia. Are they God? Are they God? But you have also teamed up with Baumia. You are not God, are you? But they don't have the numbers. Because Baumia doesn't have any MP following him. I have people following me. So if you say you got, and for even coming out to say that, it's a very, it's a sad statement. There's nothing called ganging up. I think in politics, for instance, in 2007, when didn't, President Akufado didn't get 50 plus one. My late dad had 150 votes. And uh, Alan had some. If, if they were to go for a second round, they would have, my late dad went to Alan and told him, Alan, I would support Baumia. I'll support Akufuado, so join Akufuado. So when today you have other Andes already, we've not even started, and they are ganging up. It, it, it shouldn't have been a word to come out from there. So we should have. Now, as a North MP, James Dachikwason is jumping through legal hops in his quest to halt the day-to-day -day hearing of his case. Now, he has filed fresh processes at the Supreme Court asking for its interpretation on whether a day-to-day -day hearing of his case is what the Constitution means by a fair trial. This move comes on the day the Court of Appeal ruled that the alleged prejudicial comments by President Akufuado and other government appointees were not a consideration for determining the mode of trial. Legal Affairs Correspondent Joseph Akable reports. Busy day in court for lawyers for James Jachi Kwesen. They first had to show up at the Court of Appeal to make a case why they believe the day-to-day -day hearing of his case at the High Court should be put on hold. After hearing legal arguments, the Court of Appeal took the view that the matter as was before it does not mean or does not show any evidence that the High Court considered extraneous matters, particularly alleged prejudicial comments made by President Akufuado, the Attorney General, and other ministers of state, which influenced the decision of the court to hold the hearing on a day-to-day -day basis. And so the court dismissed the request that it halt the trial at the High Court. Ibrahim Maliba is unhappy about this decision. Even though this has been dismissed, we still have uh, some applications at the Supreme Court and we'll pursue it. But it doesn't come to us as a surprise. I mean, the issue of the prejudicial comments, I mean, once again, the court, like the court below, took the view that those are not matters that are relevant. It did not use relevant in this instance, but just to say that they are extrajudicial comments that do not influence the decision of the court. But how, in God's name, can the statements made by the president not weigh on a judge, a judge who is appointed by that same president? How, in God's name, can comments from the judge, from the president, not have an effect on a judge who was appointed by the president. So I'm saying that I'm not surprised, but so let's leave it at that. Back at the High Court, the cross-examination of the state's first witness, Richard Tichy Manson, continued. The main point centered around whether he attached evidence to the documents he submitted to the police CID. A request was made for an order to be issued for those documents to be provided, but the Attorney General pointed out that as far as he's concerned, those documents are within the court's domain. The court took the view that since the AG had indicated that they had been submitted, it was proceeding and was not going to issue any such order. And this did not sit well with the legal team for Mr. Quason. Today is a baptism of fires. You notice that today the Attorney General could not help but had to supplant himself to give evidence. And the evidence of the Attorney General, which is not allowed in court, and that of the witness were in sharp contrast. Indeed, you remember yesterday there was this issue of uh, attached document. 
were in sharp contrast. Indeed, you remember yesterday there was this issue of uh, attached documents. Made in Ghana products or items. You can imagine the level of market we can create for the SMEs. Uh, we know some of our sister countries have uh, closed their borders just to strengthen their local businesses so they can also export. What are we also doing? It seems our market is too open. Professor Godfred Mokpin observed businesses are losing the tendency to employ. The government itself is not going to create jobs. It's the private sector. It's the businesses. So if you see that businesses are complaining, all is not well in the country. If you see that businesses can't expand, they can't employ, you should know the country is heading dangerously. You understand that? If you, we say U.S. is doing well, it's because their businesses are doing well. Their citizens are getting employment. That is what we call a country is doing well. A country is not doing well if it's only politicians who are making it. If it's only politicians who can build big houses and own bakers, there's a problem in that country. What it means is that everybody will abandon business and join politics. And in Ghana, everybody wants to join politics. Because within four years, you get your V8, S. Gracia, you are okay, right? That's why everybody believes in politics. For Joy Business, Mona Lisa Frimpon reporting. Now, vice And so, Council for Jetuquesin requested that the witness produce those documents. Now, to other stories, Parliament will continue with the consideration of the anti LGBTQR plus bill as the Supreme Court has dismissed the case asking that it puts the legislative process on hold. Researcher Dr. Amanda Odoi had urged the highest court of the land to stop Parliament from further work on the bill as some of the processes so far breached the Constitution. Joseph Akable has the rest of the story. The researcher Dr. Amanda Odoi holds the view that the bill imposes financial obligations on the state and can therefore not be passed as a private member's bill. She therefore wanted the court to put the process on hold until the case is determined. The Speaker of Parliament and Attorney General's office disagreed and urged the court to turn down the request. The nine-member panel presided over by Chief Justice Getru Tokonu dismissed the case, saying it has not been convinced to put the processes on hold. Senior fellow at the CDD, Professor Tichua Menu, is not impressed with the decision. This was always going to be difficult. This is a case of first impression. The courts are usually quite reluctant to interfere in another branch of parliament. So we're disappointed, but this is not the end of it. They are usually quite reluctant to interfere in another branch of parliament. So we're disappointed, but this is not the end of it. Our economic recovery. This aims to, among other things, restore macroeconomic stability and debt sustainability and includes a wide-ranging reforms to build resilience and lay the foundation for stronger, inclusive growth. And that was uh, the Vice President at the Ghana Investment and Opportunity Summit in the UK. Now let's turn and talk about uh, the city now. The Ghana city witnessed a slowdown in depreciation last week as local currency lost only 1.28% on the retail market. Analysts are, however, anticipating mixed performance of the city this week. There's more in this report.
With the International Monetary Fund program taking shape, it is expected that demand for the local currency will ease. The city came under severe pressure two weeks ago, losing nearly 9% in value. case to be listed. So we have a substantive about the manner in which it was being done. But there are substantive issues about the content of the bill, and we'll get to that later. If opportunity doesn't knock, view the door. So, if you are ready to be an entrepreneur, Heritage Christian College is ready for you. Heritage Christian College moves you from a wantrepreneur to become an entrepreneur. Hey, Charlie, what number? The malaria will knock you down, eh? Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthemeter and Lumifantrin. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. No problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. My name is Tina. I am a person living with HIV. I got to know my HIV status after I gave birth and lost the child because of HIV. In those days, prevention of mother-to-child transmission services had low patronage due to fear and stigmatization. Today, many HIV-positive women have delivered negative children. I follow the guidelines and take my HIV medicine called ARVs every day as prescribed by my doctor. This makes me strong and healthy and also prevents me from passing HIV onto any future child. Please, avail yourself for PMTCT services when pregnant. It is the only way to ensure you do not pass the HIV onto your baby during birth or pregnancy. If you have tested for HIV recently and it was negative, test again when pregnant. If you have tested positive, go to the hospital after birth as directed by your healthcare provider. Your baby will be given medicine to ensure baby and mother are well. Let us work together to have an HIV-free generation. Our children must be free to shine. Insurance, free debit card, save while you spend salary, a hundred seven, and even more consolation rewards in the Echo Bank double salary promo reloaded. Vimo, this Echo Bank salary account sounds interesting. What do you think? Uh, 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 but maybe next time, Charlie, you know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'd go check my BP. We're going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Hey. 
Open an Ecobank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the Ecobank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Terms and conditions apply. Internship is struggling. Internship students are not getting opportunity. You know, service students are not getting opportunity. And even those who get opportunity, the machines are just as idle as the human beings, uh, you know, which is so unfortunate. And though the guys in Toh are very industrious, they then need to be given a chance to let the refinery run. You know, so yes, that news is an excellent news. And, and, and I just hope that... Daddy, Daddy, oh, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow. Because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me and Kasano. And when I find it, I stick to it. My bell pack tissues. Bell pack our tea roll. Bell pack tea roll. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What about what? One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Now, 46 people get infected with HIV virus in Ghana every day. That's according to a recent report by the Ghana AIDS Commission. To combat this, the Ministry of Health, in collaborative move, has launched an HIV self-testing program to fast-track the country's attainment of the 2030 global targets on curbing the spread of the disease in the country. There's more in the following report. This one. On your up down, and then your lower down. Let's go deep down, and after that, you place it straight into the tube where the liquid is, and then you wait for twenty minutes to check your result. Currently, forty-six people get infected with it, and then you wait for twenty minutes. Check your results. Currently, 46 people get infected with it. There's a lot of pressure on uh, on the oil prices. So, oil cut. I mean, open cut now would not make that much significant at this moment in time. What will make significant impact to prepare oil prices to the heights that they were, that is in the 80s and 90s, will be a robust buoyancy in the Chinese economy. 
Other than that, and as we speak now, the Chinese economy, if you look at the manufacturing data um, for the last few months and even in recent weeks, it is not proven that promising. I mean, it's okay, but not proving that promising mm. to be able to make impact. And China is a significant player when it comes to oil price, uh, when it comes to how this commodity is, 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 is sold. Spread and to achieve the 2030 target of ending the disease in Ghana, the Ministry of Health, in a collaborative effort with international and local health partners, has introduced a 98 targets are anchored on the first 98 target. That is what makes self-HIV self-testing very, very critical in our effort at achieving the 2030 uh, target. The Minister of Health, Kweku Ajumamenu, emphasized the government's commitment towards combating the disease in the country. For the period 2021-2023, under the grand cycle, government support to the National AIDS Control Program amounts to about 30.2 million US dollars. The Minister of Health, as a result, had procured an estimated 4.9 million dollars worth of HIV commodities in 2022, which has contributed significantly to stock situation. Though there are intermittent commodity constraints, I wish to assure you that the Minister of Health will continue to engage its key stakeholders to ensure the regular availability of stocks efforts to combat HIV and AIDS. Meanwhile, Ghanaians have been expressing mixed reactions to the initiative. Yeah, I think it's a good initiative. It's access for people to be able to know their status and everything. I think it's, it's, it's a good initiative because uh, we all know that if you wait till a certain point in before getting to know your status, by that time it might be too late. So anything that makes it very easy for people to know that a certain point in before getting to know your status, by that time it might be too late. So anything that makes it very easy for people to know. That. Another way is that you can negotiate with a neighboring country and in the eat loss, uh, it really gives you room for that. Now for Ghana and Togo, it's progressing very well so far as those discussions are concerned. One cannot say that that should be the only one. It's happened with Ghana Cote d'Ivoire. So various, um, um, various means are available for Ghana and Togo to use to resolve that thing. But what are... Later it will bother me. You understand? So I will not even make an attempt to wait. To do the test. Yeah. So, would you conduct a test yourself and know... Thank you for having me. This is Dr. Tremetria, Director General of Ghana X Commission. Oh, okay. Um, Thanks for the question, sir. Yes, is having more than 40 people getting infected annually uh, is a problem, and, and that makes... Hello? Um, I'm listening, Doc. We are with you. Hello? I'm with you, Doc. Hello? Doc, I can hear you, sir. Well, so uh, the news is that 46 people get infected with HIV every day in Ghana. That's, uh, that's according to a report released by the Ghana AIDS Commission. We have the data. Uh, I'm grateful to you, Doc. I, I'm, I'm trying to find out from you that this rate is very alarming, uh, isn't it? All right, uh, 
we apologize for for this. Uh, we'll bring it. We'll bring that to you in our subsequent bulletins. This is still the uh, majority prime now. Minority MPs have torn into government's one village one dam policy, describing it as a failed policy that was not well thought through. Speaking to Joy News on the back of our latest documentary, Thirsty Dams, which exposed the poor state of the dams constructed by government. NDC MP for Bodhi Samson Ahi and MP for Akwetia Henry Yadombwachi said the documentary vindicates the NDC's initial opposition to the policy. Uh, this policy of one village, one dam was not thought through properly. It was a propagandist uh, policy, it was a political uh, gimmick. That is why all of us are not seeing that even though they claim they have got some uh, dams, but they cannot even contain uh, water. We are in the rainy season, and when we go to most of the dams, we don't see what that they were not doing proper uh, uh, dams. They said no, they were doing the right thing. So today, those communities where they they, they, they dug those uh, dams can testify whether or not government did a prudent job or not. But for me, I think this is a policy which was not taught to properly. It was rushed just to fulfill manifesto promises. A promise that is why we are facing uh, this situation. Uh, people were saying or uh, accusation that we are, we are not in rainy season. That might be the reason why. Uh, we couldn't say something of that nature. Now we are in the rainy season. It has been raining for the past three months. Continuous raining almost every week. So still we are having a challenge. We are not seeing what actually was promised to us. So the question is, when actually are we going to see this? So that's my question. Right. The government has invested like 200 million in this project, and the dams are in functioning. Do you think there's been some losses to the state? That is more than losses. How can we invest over 200 million into a project without getting a revenue or something that will benefit the community that we have done the investment? That is my worry. So we have lost a lot, great amount of money, very big money. 200 million is not the quantum. You can just even invest it into a different sector to provide even schools under trees provide uh, this challenge that we have in uh, a school feeding program that the families and the children will be comfortable with it this is still johnny's prime we'll take a quick break we'll be back with showbiz
Italy, the all-natural fruit juice. This outfit is FD. Madam, I'm looking for Abena. Abena! Madam, please, where's Abena? Abena! Yes, ma'am. Is this who you are looking for? Ah. Madam, please get me up now. Please. Della. Abena, bra. Abena, Abena, Abena. Oh, Abena. If it's not Abena rice, you can keep it in here. Any more. Abena rice. Energy in Kwa. FDA. Actually, get the incrats where you have to For being here, welcome back. Time for us to bring you showbiz and the queen herself is back from where? Westing Ring. being here welcome back time for us to bring you showbiz and the queen herself is back from where westing West region no charlie ah herself is back from where westing region no charlie ah profitable hence the need for the imposition of a bank tax to generate more revenue for the government According to him, the bank tax will provide the country a sustained source of revenue and act as a catalyst for banks to reduce reliance on short-term funding. Speaking to Joy Business, Dr. Chaudhry proposed a tax of 2% on banks' investments in treasury instruments. Uh, so basically the, the profits are driven by uh, mainly the investment in treasury securities. So if you look at the detail of the banks, uh, they invest, uh, some, some of the banks, they, their investment to treasury securities is almost three times of their lending. Uh, and historically, this is what they have been doing it. Uh, and uh, uh, basically, this becomes even worse when the interest rates are high because there is, uh, you know,
Sarko. Well, yeah, Sarko dear. But let's let's also you know throw a spotlight on Stoneboy, uh, the BIM Nation president, because he kicked off his highly anticipated Fifth Dimension North America and Canada tour with an electrifying performance at the Bayfront Reggae and World Music Festival. Uh, at the weekend, the renowned Ghanaian singer-songwriter set the stage ablaze in Minnesota, captivating fans with a signature blend of infectious energy, soulful vocals, and a heartfelt connection that defines his remarkable artistry, described as an unforgettable spectacle that marked a pivotal moment on his much-anticipated tour the Bayfront Reggae and World Music Festival show marked the official beginning of Stoneboy's extensive world tour, aptly uh, named after uh, the trending album Fifth Dimension. He's so good, oh my God! Let's wish a legendary boxer Azuma Nelson a happy, happy birthday. Five years ago, I had a conversation with him about his favorite music, his favorite food, his favorite movies. Check this out. You sound like you follow music a lot here in Ghana. (coughs) On top of of your head, can you mention, you know, some of these musicians that you can, you know, or you want me to mention them for you? So you are them. I I I I listen to them on the telly. Telly, yeah. So and 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 the radio. Manifest. Manifest, you know. My father is my friend. Okay. You know. Okay. This like Amachi Dede. Amachi Dede. What's the name? Dada Lumba. Dada Lumba. Yeah. What is the name? Song. Which one? Uh, if I have the wings, I'll fry. I'll Kelly. No. Uh, no. Here, in, here in Ghana, uh, Celine Dion. I've got no, wings. It's a Ghanaian. Oh. It's a Ghanaian. Uh, oh, why should I forget this this man? Oh, it's a man. If I got the wings, I'll fly. No, he always wear glasses. Mm. I don't want glasses to see his face. Who could that and be? Yeah, one of one of the greatest musicians of all time. Yeah. Who do you think can play you better in a movie? Uh, You're not sure. On top of my head, I don't want to be biased, but I just want okay, few of them: Majid, Michelle. There's John Dumelo, there's... So who do you think could play your role better, Zuma Nelson's life better, in a documentary or something? You know, sometimes when I have to answer something like this, Mm -hmm. uh, it becomes difficult for me because... uh, uh, 
All that I want people to ask me spokes because you know I, I that's what I did and I know how to do it too well. You know? I, my child wanted to ask you what your favorite food is. Uh, uh, I eat everything, mm. but uh, I like uh, bangkun and okra because I don't like something they chew too much. Okay, bangkun and okra soup. So if you had a favorite song, I would have been playing it. By esta semana en Macy's, prepárate para la vuelta a la escuela con ahorros increíbles en todo lo que necesitan para el nuevo año. Como equipos deportivos de pieza a cabeza de las mejores marcas, camisetas gráficas para usar con todo y un 40% menos en mochilas nuevas y accesorios de Kipling y más. Además, los miembros de Macy's Star Rewards ganan recompensas con cada compra, excepto tarjetas de regalos, servicios y cargos. Descubre más en Macy's.com para Star Rewards. Ahorros sobre precios en oferta y liquidación aplican excepciones. Well, yeah, Sarko dear, but let's let's also you know throw a spotlight on Stoneboy, uh, the Bim Nation president, because he kicked off his highly anticipated fifth dimension North America and Canada tour with an electrifying performance at the Bayfront Reggae and World Music Festival uh, at the weekend. The renowned Ghanaian singer-songwriter set the stage ablaze in Minnesota, captivating fans with a signature blend of infectious energy, soulful vocals, and a heartfelt connection that defines his remarkable artistry, described as an unforgettable spectacle that marked a total moment on his much-anticipated tour. The Bayfront Reggae and World Music Festival show marked the official beginning of Stoneboy's extensive world tour, aptly uh, named after uh, the trending album Fifth Dimension. He's so good, oh my God! Let's wish a legendary boxer Azuma Nelson a happy, happy birthday. Five years ago, I had a conversation with him about his favorite music, his favorite food, his favorite movies. Check this out. You sound like you follow music a lot here in Ghana. <clears throat> On top of your head, can you mention, you know, some of these musicians that you can, you know, or you want me to mention them for you? So you I, 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 I listen to them on the telly, telly you know, yeah. the singing, and so and the, and the, and the radio uh, manifest. Manifest, you know. This uh, uh, is the is my friend. Okay. You know, uh, okay. This uh, 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 like Amachi Dede. Amachi Dede. Uh, uh, what's the name? Tadilumba. Uh, Tadilumba. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is the name? Uh, Song, Which one? Uh, if I have the wings, I'll fry. Al Kelly. No. Uh, uh, here, in, here in Ghana. 
in a documentary or something you know sometimes when i have to answer something like this mm -hmm. uh, it becomes difficult for me because yeah. uh, uh, all that i want people to ask me spokes because you know i, I <laughs> that's what i did and i know how to do it too well i child wanted to ask you what your favorite food is uh, uh, i eat everything mm -hmm. but uh, because I don't like something they chew too much. Okay. So if you had a favorite song, I would have been playing it by now. But you yeah. seem to have a lot of people. So if you had a favorite song, I would have been playing it by now. But you yeah. seem to have a lot of people. Can have access to that lost experience. So... I'm not saying that there is anything special or anything unique, but obviously there is a capacity gap that CITG brings on board, which is not readily available to GRA if they should solely depend on their resources. So yes, I would not disagree with the view because that's the way they see it, but from where I sit and from what we see as the Institute, there is a gap that we can. Okay. Yes, we pray. Oh Lord. We praise Thy name. We praise Thy name. is in the design. Hi, now let me share my wildlife experience with you at Safari Valley Eco Park. Welcome to Safari Valley Eco Park. Our electric shuttle pulled up and in no time our tour began. We were surrounded by wildlife from the moment we entered the Eco Park. We were greeted by experienced tour guides who took us through orientation and how to better enjoy the experience. Watch these animals roam freely in their natural habitat undisturbed by our presence. We saw zebras, sable antelopes, brown cranes, mara, silky chicken, nalas, Shetland ponies, and so many animals I just couldn't keep up. Our tour guides taught us so much about 
other wildlife, their behavior, and how to interact with them. I even fed them. We also went fishing on a man-made canal. Then we took a break to have lunch in this serene environment. All this amazing experience for this price for adults? This price for teenagers. It's a bargain. As the sun began to set, it was time to go back home, but not before dinner by the campfire. It has been a thrill of a lifetime, and I can't wait till my next visit. Safari Valley Eco Park, bringing you closer to nature. The business segment is brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. It's time you switched to Bell Park today. Hello, great evening to you. Warm welcome to Prime Business with me, Pius Kojobaka. To our very first story, government is set to roll out fresh policy measures that will place some restrictions on rice and chicken imports in the coming months. Joy Business is learning that details could be rolled out in the media budget review. But what has influenced this? And can the economy handle this policy move? More in this report. Government, through the Trade Ministry, has been engaging some players in the industry about this move and making some justification for this program. Based on what we have picked up, this is part of broader import regulation bill that will be captured under a fresh legislative instrument that is already being prepared for consideration as part of broader import regulation bill that will be captured under a fresh legislative instrument that is already being prepared for consideration. Your design, your drawings and specifications, you go to the assembly, who are the regulators, and when they check your, your design, the drawings and the specification, and it conforms with the requirement in terms of the site that you are going to build and the structure that you are going to build, they'll give you a permit. After they've given you the permit, we have the post-permit supervision, which is about the construction of the building or the structure. So during that period, the developer is to engage a professional who is normally called the design professional in responsible charge to be see, overseeing the construction of the building from the foundation to the roofing stage. And then within that period, the assembly, who are the regulators, the, that is the MMDAs, are also supposed to follow up. On this part, Chief Executive Officer for the Ghana Chamber of Construction and Industry, Manuel Cherry, reiterated the need to make safety and the protection of life the hallmark of the country's building industry. We need to... Uh, put this in perspective. If we talk about uh, the collapse of building, there are uh, a lot of dynamics that goes into this. 
uh, with a rising protection by some 40%. This will allow local farmers and other firms in the country to take up the remaining 60%. Sources say the policy may take off this year. And to the deep. The quest of the government to create the quota system for rice and chicken imports is a recipe for complete corruption, daylight robbery. Who does the allocation? And what is the person's interest against the collective interests of the nation? Players in the poultry sector are still filled with memories of happiness when we took the same route in President Muhammad's era. Quotas have never served the interests of any nation besides the individual interest. What we are going to see with the introduction of the quota system for rice and poultry imports is a sharp rise in the prices of these products, not because they will be sustained in the market, but because players will pass the cost of bribes Pay to, 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 to those who will be granted this quotas to the consumer. So for those Ghanaians who are about to celebrate this policy, calling it very good and nationalistic, be prepared, be ready to pay more for rice and chicken than you are currently doing. Moving on to some other stories, about 850,000 Ghanaians have been pushed into poverty as a result of inflation over the past two years. Statistics captured by the World Bank revealed that high inflation and low growth have had a toll on the vulnerable segments of the population. According to the Bretton Woods Institution, food insecurity worsened by the last quarter of 2022 when inflation was at its peak. Now, to this end, economist Dr. Prisla Chumesi Bafo is calling on government to design a well-targeted social investment policy in agriculture to protect the poor from inflation. She spoke at the 7th Ghana Economic Update, which was held under the theme Price Surge, Unraveling Inflation's Toll on Poverty and Food Security. According to the World Bank Group's 7th Ghana Economic Update, inflation in 2022 pushed 850,000 individuals into poverty while contributing to putting nearly a quarter of all households at stressed levels of food insecurity and roughly 823,000 people at crisis or emergency levels of food food insecurity and roughly 823,000 people at crisis or emergency levels of food insecurity. And it's becoming a threat. In fact, it's a threat to our existence as human beings. Um, Over the years, industrialization and um, all others, production has put everybody okay, has brought about the floods, the droughts, and everything, and it is affecting human life. Indeed, the inter-panel, the intergovernmental panel on a climate... primarily incumbent upon the government of Ghana to take measures to protect the poorest and vulnerable who have been heavily impacted from inflation. Economists with the World Bank, Kwabna Jan Kwache, described and take advantage of market opportunities. He further urged government to take rapid measures to protect the most vulnerable, particularly since inflation in 2023 could be higher. When it comes to food security, food insecurity, we have to beef up the agricultural sector because that's really how prices can affect impact prices as far as food is concerned. So that's one way of doing that. And in doing that, we have to empower farmers to be able to react to the global issues and in reacting to global issues fast enough, definitely food prices will come down and therefore impact on the affordability and then uh, the poor can actually get the right amount of nutrition to be able to survive. Speaking to Joy Business on the issue, economist Dr. Prisla Chumesi Bafwa 
called on government to design a well-targeted social investment policy in agriculture to protect the poor from inflation. The fact that food prices still constitute significantly to um, um, the headline inflation is an indicator for us to look at policies that are addressing issues in the agricultural sector towards food production because if those policies are working then essentially food prices would be reasonable and then inflation can be curtailed. And for me the issue that sticks out is the fact that the high cost of fertilizer is translating directly into the cost of food and as a country I think that we should look at alternatives of domestic production of fertilizer and so that we can wean our of um, the dependence on import of these things that will have a direct impact on the prices of goods. of agribusiness Ghana is asking government to urgently outline strategies to tackle the potential food insecurity in Ghana following Rashida Chimba. If urgent steps are not taken, there could be a shortage of cereal and grains among developing economies like Ghana. Already, the World Trade Organization has warned of a global shortage as a result of the development. Reacting to the issue, Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber, Anthony Morrison, called for pragmatic measures to avert any food shortage. Uh, for instance, already the public sector is struggling, and uh, we also do know that uh, when issues of this nature happen, for instance, we do see a lot of transhuman uh, livestock trans uh, movement between Nigeria, Mali, Cameroon, Ghana, mm. uh, with regard to this plan, that have some impact. With regards to what is going on in Ukraine, we have a lot of uh, feed additives coming from Ukraine for the aquaculture, the livestock sector. So the likes of lysine, methionine, calciums are all coming through the Black Sea port, through Turkey, into Ghana, or into the West Africa sub-region. So we should obviously expect some challenges in the areas of uh, poultry production and the aquaculture. Already, we import billions of dollars of uh, frozen chicken and also uh, some fish into the country. Uh, Ghana is about the third largest consumer of fish mm. in Africa. And I think that um, this brings to fair, uh, the fact that uh, we need to solve some, some critical problems too in the country, especially issues of galaxy that are destroying water bodies. Mm. So um, there's a lot to be done in this case. And uh, I think uh, we'll have to take some very uh, critical measures to forestall any challenges to our food security. Yeah. Mm. Away from food matters, let's talk banking now. And Managing Director of Republic Bank Ghana PLC, Benjamin Jubuku, has expressed optimism of the banks banking bouncing back after shocks from the domestic debt exchange program. This is coming after the bank recorded a loan of the bank. In spite of the many challenges balance sheet as its witness, a 20% year-on-year growth in assets from 4.25 billion cities in 2021 to 5.10 billion cities in 2022. This was due to growth in loans and advances which was funded by the deposit growth. Managing Director Benjamin Joboku said his outfit is putting up structures for more growth in other areas. We have a policy and that policy is uh, 40-60. Therefore, had you know because of the DDAP, if you look at the annual statement, the provision that we made as a result of the DDAP was about 167 million. 
and would have made a lot of profit for 2022. So that actually affected our inability to pay the dividend that we're supposed to pay to our shareholders. And um, we believe that 2024-2025, we should pay dividend to our shareholders. The non-performing loans ratio of the bank also increased to 19% from 15%. Meanwhile, Mr. Joboku explained that this was as a result of an expansion in the NPL portfolio. He expects the non-performing loans ratio to come down by the close of the year. You know, if you look at the economic fundamentals for 2022, inflation increased to about 54%. And then the exchange rate volatility. We had some exposures in foreign currency. And because of the volatility, we decided to convert most of this foreign currency loan into CDs. So that actually affected our non-performing loan, increasing to about 19%. But if you look at what we published for the first quarter and the second quarter, I realized that that's those decisions that we took is yielding um, for us. And we believe by December, the non-performing loan ratio will have come down drastically. For the year 2022, the bank recorded 324 million Ghana cities in operating expenses. James Echen's reports for Joy Business. With Ghana's economy seeing an exponential dip in recent times, there have been calls to develop strategic policies in supporting the patronage of green businesses and their products in the country. Ashanti Regional Director at the Ministry of Trade develops strategic policies in supporting the patronage of green businesses and their products in the country. Ashanti Regional Director at the Ministry of Trade. Who we'll organize a water tank climbing competition? Yes, <laughs> please. 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 Sinking economy. He says the continuous dependence on imported goods would not only throw the country into economic difficulties but also threaten national security. There is more in this report. Fertilizer from cocoa has charcoal briquettes, organic compost, among others. Global economy is sinking for various reasons. One major factor that makes Ghana's economy to struggle is lack of adequate industrialization. Making it making us dependent on imports. The three-day exhibition and dialogue held under the theme Sustainable Trade Investments, the Future for the Ghanaian Economy, was in partnership with the Ministry of Trade and Industry, GIZ Sustainable Trade Investments, the Future for the Ghanaian Economy, was in partnership with the Ministry of Trade and Industry, GIZ. Me? I can uh-huh. say where we okay. Give me two lines. Two lines. Just, yeah, it's two lines. Which of his songs do you? Uh, as life goes on, I'm I'm starting to learn more and more about responsibility. Uh, I used I to realize that. No. Let, let him finish. Let him finish. Let I have no idea where he's going. Okay. So, <laughs> so <laughs> as life goes on. No, 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 no. I'm starting to learn more and more about responsibility. You're going to get him. No. He, I said he should sing and he's talking, so let him talk. Businesses from SNV's Green Incubation and Acceleration Program in the region who showcase their products and services. Project Manager of the Green Project at SNV Ghana, Lawanti and Bono Ahafo, Regional Manager of AGI. In AGI, since we partnered 
SNV for the promotion of green activities. We have been sensitizing our members to incorporate sustainable activities in their operations. So now, if you visit any AGI company, you can see the way we do our operations differently because we have in mind our customers and our leaders. Some green exhibitors at the trade show who spoke to Lab Business says the event has attracted to them potential buyers. With the help of SMV, we are able to increase our production. Now SMV supported me with some amount for me to construct my warehouse and then they have given me a chance also to have a market uh, penetration. So as we can see here, it's through SMV that a lot of people have come to know about this product that we have. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Brightquick. As part of its quest to support the construction sector, Tanning Group Ghana has launched its Dongfeng tracks. According to its head of sales, Rebecca Ofori Aye, the move is also to provide consumers durable products that will stand the test of time. Speaking to Joy Business at the unveiling event, she said the construction industry needs a reform. Target audience for these tracks are road construction, road construction, construction companies like the real estates. And then with the light duty trucks, we are targeting the delivery companies, the moving companies, the logistics companies, and um, other companies like um, whoever has to, the distributing channels. So we are focusing on the distributing channels for the light duty trucks and the heavy duty trucks, as I said, basically on the construction company, any form of construction company, the Dunfen trucks are there for you. We are competitive in terms of um, the pricing because this price comes with a high specs. The technologies in these trucks cannot be seen in the Ghanaian market. The durability, the comfort driving, the safety and security features of these vehicles are top-notch. But if we want to match up the price with the ones in the market, we would go higher above. But with Tanic, we stay competitive because customer is our focus. Now, Chief Executive of SES HD Plus Ghana, Adelaide Bill Williams, has reiterated calls for equal opportunity for women in leadership roles of organizations. According to her, women have unique perspectives that aid in growth and development. She was speaking at an event here in Accra. The maiden edition of the HD Plus Leaders Experience provided a platform for women leaders in various positions to share untold stories of their leadership journey. In an interview with Joy Business, Chief Executive of SESHD Plus Ghana, Adelaide Abiu Williams said, women must be given equal opportunities to contribute to growth and development. This is a platform that has been created for women leaders to share their experiences to empower other women who are in leadership positions and also empower up-and-coming women who aspire into leadership. But diversity is, is key, right? Because um, if you listen to the discussions that we had earlier this afternoon, it's not about women, male and female, can complement each other to these discussions. Executive Director of Salt and Light Ministries, Dr. Joyce Ayi. Women have had to overcome numerous barriers we are all witnesses to this 
fancy pan thinking that a man can make coffee and not getting employed. The barriers are still there. But breaking them a bit at a time. But so much more needs to be done. What I'd like us to realize is that there's great and immense potential. And we're living in very, very wonderful times. Now we can do almost anything and very, very wonderful times. Now we can do almost anything and we're done. Let's now dash to the international world for some business news. You can get great stories when you log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Good night. The business segment was brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan African Bank. Thank you for your QR code. You switch to Bell Park today. Should I listen for you? It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I brought plenty for you. Do you know that? that? Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Hey, Charlie, what number? The malaria really knocked you down, eh? Hey, Charlie, no joke. Fever, headache, vomiting, loss of appetite. I couldn't even eat my usual fufu. <laughs> you and your fufu. But I hope you got it tested before the malaria treatment. Yes, I did. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out malaria one time. When malaria strikes, take Malatu, containing Arthometer and Lumefantrine. Comes in tablets and suspension for effective treatment of malaria. Great to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Malatu is suitable for adults and children. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA.
Score HD, the new exciting football channel, is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitre in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and EFB Cup, Primera Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, C. Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. Agronaide HD Plus, the Feely Feely experience. Many people think I get whatever I want because I'm a popular actress. But no, that is not true. Me and Kasano, and when I find it, I stick to it. My shishimanya your bell pack tissues. Bell pack ewe tiro. Bell pack tiro. Soft, but not weak. Strong, but not hard. It is smooth. Me yusua, me hotome. It's just perfect. Same as the kitchen towel. What about what? What about what? What about One bell pack kitchen towel lasts longer and saves you money. It's time you switch to bell pack today. Say your pocket tissue, table napkin, tea roll, and a kitchen towel. Bell pack is simply the best. It's just perfect. Research has it that malaria is one of the most deadliest diseases in this part of the world. So, whenever you're feeling cold, feverish, nausea, or fatigue, get tested. If it is malaria, do not worry. I have good news for you. Malaria. A quality product from Blaze GVS Pharma. To write the letter A, slant the number 1 to the left and extend another number to the right. Now, join the two lines horizontally. So this is our A. A, B, enter. Enter. This is our condition. It's very difficult because assuming it was, I was having all the facilities, I wouldn't have been struggling as I'm struggling.
Hits 103.9 FM, the official mouthpiece of Tashiri Institutions, brings you the Hits Tashiri Show. Friday, 21st July 2023, the Hits Tashiri Show stops at the Ghana Communications Technology University in Tesano. Join us as we interact, socialize, and have fun at the Ghana Communications Technology University, Tesano, on Friday, 21st July 2023, from 2 p.m. live on Hits 103.9 FM. There'll be loads of fun and entertainment as we deliberate on issues bothering students live on radio. Which tertiary institution do you represent? Watch out for the Hits Tertiary at a campus near you. For inquiries, call 0540-106-467-0559-691-797. Follow us on our social media platforms with the hashtag Hits Tertiary. Hits Tertiary Radio Show is brought to you by Hits 103.9 FM and partnered by the Ghana Communications Technology University. Sponsors, Access Bank, More Than Banking, Unidos Long Love Condoms, Certain Moments Should Last Longer, Niche Confectionery, A Taste of Ghana. I'm at a point in life if you understand me or not. Misunderstand me or not. If this is Connect Africa with me, Blessed Sugan, welcome to our program. We have updates on the elections taking place in Sierra Leone. There had been some um, attack around the opposition's office, and this was because of, because they prematurely um, announced. Um, results, which both parties technically did. And what is the cost of political unrest in the West Africa sub-region? The preponderance of, uh, you know, uh, illicit activities resulting from easy access to, to small arms is, is causing a lot of havoc across the region. Five countries, how are you going to work with them? It is one of the few cases where we have the countries themselves agreeing to do it and calling on ECOWAS to act on their behalf. There is a DNA testing, the process of our DNA of our 17 students who were banned beyond recognition. So at the moment, there is some uncertainty. Some of the parents think, hey, is, it, uh, uh, is my kid part of those that were banned beyond recognition, the 17? Every human being has a right to a livable world. And to secure that livable world, all the rich nations, and all the international financial organizations must transform the standard of doing business. To you, let's go to BBS Industry. Another welcome to Prime Sports with me, Razak Musbao. Now, former Black Stars captain, uh, former Black Stars forward, rather, David Akam has bemoaned the level of investment football clubs in the country get from their owners. According to him, the failure of these owners leads into the development of their franchise has left some clubs in poor state, affecting their quality and ability to compete at the highest level. Akam, who currently plies his trade in the United States of America, said unlike the USA and other parts of Europe where owners prioritize the welfare of their players and clubs, their counterparts in Ghana spend their money elsewhere. take China is out of it. It's money. And for them, they invest in the money into football because they, 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 they want to progress. And when you use Ghana as an example, and I think as George did an interview with one uh, football administrator, I don't want to mention names, but they asked him how much is made for money, and he said it's made about five, six million. And when you look at his team, 
I don't think he's he's not invested anything into his into his team. It doesn't help facilities for uh for his team. The judges they were it is not even good enough, and that's one main reason. When America have money, they put the money into good use. They build academies. When you come to the end reason, when America have money, they put the money into good use. They build academies. When you come to the end, the target that we have stated in the development plan. And that's the end of the Joy Business Report brought to you by Echo Bank, your Pan-African bank. Do follow us on all our social media pages, including LinkedIn. Now, every day people face different emergencies. Police emergency, fire emergency, medical emergency, you name it. But many Ghanaians don't know their emergency numbers. Well, here's one you'd want to remember. Star 770 hash. Yes. Star 770 hash is the new Echo Bank money emergency number. Star 770 hash gives you instant access to loans, fund transfers, utility payments, airtime, and data purchases, and so much more, even without data. So there's no need to panic when you find yourself in yes, everything. And then they have the academy where they play MLS Nest. They play against each other, and sometimes they invite teams from all over the world to play tournaments. So that's the progress themselves. Because mm. you can't tell me Ghana player cannot go to Scandinavia and start straight away. Even MLS, uh, one guy came, uh, what's his name? He used Salim from House of Folk, and he's playing in uh, the second team for Cincinnati. MLS, come on. We have to do better. We, we are far behind. and. And it really pains me when, yeah. when, when I see all this stuff or people saying that uh, we're not good enough to go straight into any top league and start. And, and it's, it's difficult. We, we, we need to start doing something. And, and I think it's, it's all start from the grassroots. We, 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 need, we need to have a, a, a soccer DNA. We need to put money, money into the league. And, and, and also we need have good administrators. Uh, CEO administrators who are good, who have knowledge about the game, not not the old school type. Football has developed, and it's, it involves a lot of stuff, technical, technology, everything. So we need our administrators to catch up as well, not not only the footballers. Now to newly promoted side hat of Lions, where Chief Executive Officer of the club, Dr. Randy Abe, has revealed that work is urgently underway to improve the status of the Pando Sports Stadium for Ghana Premier League games. According to him, construction of spectator stands, redevelopment of the playing field and other ancillary facilities is expected to be completed before the start of the season. He also assured an improvement in the playing squad to ensure that the team is able to stay competitive once the Premier League resumes. As I speak with you, you know, there's work going on at the stadium. I mean, from 2014, we have spent money. I mean, the state has not been able to put in one city from 2014 um, in the stadium. Everything you see is, is us. And Bonze Pando Stadium, not one, not one city at that place. And uh, Premier League, no, so no, club licensing now. You need a minimum of a 2,000-seater. You need a, a minimum of 100 VVIP, a media tribune, and all those things. So we are having to do virtually everything new. We scrap the whole field. We are doing a new, new playing surface. Everything, go post, bench, 
uh, being a perimeter, we are building new stands, everything to try and meet it. And we don't have too much time. But most send me for Kokbandua. You see the kind of work that is happening uh, now. And yeah, yeah, because it rains quite heavily there and very continuously. And yes, I have a German kakra, but we are still pushing, hoping say we will be able to to meet it. And this is you know, that's our preoccupation. Coaches also your there, they brought their list, the areas they want to augment and all that. We are working towards that. Now to boxing and legendary Ghanaian boxer uh, Azuma Nelson, also known as the Professor who is celebrating his 65th birthday today. Azuma is widely regarded as one of the greatest African boxers of all time, and his career achievements are a testament to his skill, determination, and perseverance. It's one of his remarkable post-bout interview in his heyday. Azuma Nelson, there's not much we could say to Pai Caldell. He's absolutely shattered. That's right. And uh, I came in to knock him out in the first round. You know, man, that's what I made my mind. But because uh, the, the people here didn't treat us good, you know, they're making all kind of uh, ways to to, 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 to to get the title from us. But I want to prove to them I'm the best in the world, and I want Pancado, I want Makwega, that girl, and I'm gonna knock him out anywhere I'm fighting. I'm ready to fight Makwega anytime, any day, anywhere. Well, I'm ready. This is my national flag. I'm proud of it, and I'm proud of Africa. You know, man. Can I ask you, Zoom? I'm sorry to butt in there, but we'd like to know about that punch because Pat Heldell has never been knocked out in his time, and we're going to show you that punch. And perhaps you could explain to everybody watching on ITV the tremendous power that stopped Pat Heldell for the first time. Well, I thought uh, Pat Kadra will go, uh, we move, we move around from me, you know. But uh, as soon as the bell go on, he just comes straight to me, and I say, okay. That's the way I'm going to knock him out in the first round. So I take my time and he start using the jabs, you know, I start bobbing it, you know, and I got him with a good left uppercut. Very good left uppercut. Let, let me ask you, let me get you to talk through this again. There we go. Different angle. When, when, when he start jabbing, you know, I, oh, you know, man, I'm too bad, baby. Uh, we want Danny boy. We want Danny. Let me ask you about Barry McGuigan. Is he going to live with the Nelson power? We're very proud of Barry McGuigan in this country. Hey, like I said before, like I said before, McGuigan is good. You know, and he's a fighter. And the way McGuigan fight, there's no way McGuigan can beat me. There's no way McGuigan can go four rounds with me because of my power. I got my power. I got experience. I got too, everything too much more than McGuigan. And I want him. That girl. I call her. I call her girl because. She, she, she don't want to fight me. She's scared of me. She know who I am and what I can do. All the, I, know, I know the trainers. His trainers don't want to fight me. You know, I took that title from a young man. And uh, any old man who wants to challenge me, hey, I'm okay here. I'm going to get a word in and say thank you very much for You're welcome. A very happy birthday to the professor, Azuma Nelson, who turned 65 today. Let's do some athletics now. And 31 days from the 2023 World Athletic Championship and women's 100-meter record holder Toby Amusan might not be in Budapest to defend her title. Earlier today, via her Instagram account, Amusan, who ran a war time of 12.12 seconds at last year's championship, announced she had been charged by the Athletics Integrity Unit for missing three tests in 12 months. Such a charge can ban an athlete for two years, even if they did not turn in a positive drug test. Amusan, who is an Nigerian, has indicated she's going to challenge the charge because 
she didn't miss three tests in 12 months, as has been alleged. You know, our Nigerian sports journalist, uh, Deji Oje Yingbo, has been explaining to my colleague, Natana Lato, why she might face difficulty in getting the charge overturned with the few, with just over a month to go to the World Athletic Championship. It should be difficult. Um, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Our chances are very slim. If the AIU comes out with a doping violation, it's like the FBI. They, they have a almost 95% conviction rate. You would have to have a watertight case for you not to be um, um, given a suspension of minimum of a year. If she cooperates, um, and that's the best she can get. But ideally, she says she had done this test, but she missed the test. So what happens is, after she broke the world record and became the world champion last year, the amount of tests and scrutiny that would be put on you would literally double or triple. Now, um, it's like a, a student that goes to uh, class late, and lecturer says, if you come late three times, I will suspend you. That doesn't mean that I will not let you into the class. So those, probably she's been tested probably 10, 15 times um, in the last 12 months. But they've told you, if you miss three tests, and eventually you still get tested um, of those three times you missed, it's a doping violation, and you have to pay the price for it. So they would look at that case. They've set up a panel to do that in the next um, 30 days thereabouts and see whether she has a convincing case or convincing argument to let her go. But like I said, they have a very strong precedence of convicting people, and they must have looked at this before they originally suspended her. If you look at the updated list on their website, just the AIU, she is the only athlete that has been uh, found guilty of, um, of whereabout failures. The other ones are either used or attempted use of prohibited substances, um, or one thing or the other, which regards to banned substances. They've not come out to say that is what is Kobe's case. She missed those tests, but she eventually did it. But missing those tests as a penalty. In people's mind, they are thinking the reason you missed those tests is because you have something in your body that you want to go down before they come and test you. So um, that is what the um, doping officials are thinking. But you probably might have done it innocently. It doesn't matter. You don't give them um, that such um, leeway to think in that manner. So for a world champion and for a world record holder, yeah. You have to take charge or take responsibility of where you are at every time. If you the scrutiny will be high. Get to Sunyani now, where in Sunchuman, uh, Ghana Premier League side in Sunchuman is based, and they have uh, announced the appointment of former Black Stars assistant coach Maxwell Kenedu as their new head coach. And uh, the 49 year old is expected to lead the uh, Ghana Premier League side into next season. We understand he is signed two years contract with the club and uh, is going to expect it to help the club at the very least maintain their status in the Ghana Premier League come next season. Well, um, of course, he takes over from uh, the former coach who left after leading the club to uh, the semifinals of the MTN FA Cup. Now, joining us by phone is the public relations officer of Insanchaman, uh, Joel Jempe, to help us appreciate uh, the reasoning behind the appointment of coach Maxo Kunedu. Joel, uh, Kofi Jempe, thanks very much for your time. And, uh, of course, we're having challenges connecting via Zoom. But, uh, of course, we understand you have now appointed former Black Stars coach um, Maxo Kunedu. Help us understand why this appointment and what do you hope to achieve with him?
to your viewers. Uh, yeah, it's true. We appointed uh, Master Kunadu, and we gave him uh, a three-year mandate. Uh, but then asking why we gave him that mandate, I would say looking at uh, the project in Sashamani, uh, actually setting up. Uh, we are looking at a very long uh, future uh, whereby we can develop players, uh, ship them abroad to meet the European standard, uh, equally develop players that can meet the standard of the national team from the youthful side under 17 to the senior national team. So, clearing uh, around, we have to fall on a cooldown that experience and take all the boxes. Uh, that have played in the European League and also in our domestic league. And aside uh, his playing career, we also looked at his uh, coaching career as well. A coach who uh, achieved uh, in the local terrain in terms of winning trophies and even uh, with a national team uh, performance or achievement, it's also one boss uh, that he takes. So, you know, looking at uh, a coach that will fit best to our system and our projects we are looking at, I think Marcel can do it all, you know. I mean, so beyond you trying to get him to raise the standard of your players to, you know, appeal to the Black Stars coach and even be able to uh, get to sell them out of the country, what, what, is, what do you hope to achieve with him in the Ghana Premier League? Are you, have you put a target on him to possibly win you a trophy come next season? Yeah, there's a target set for him, but then I think it's uh, going to be maybe, uh, uh, well, I wouldn't say a long time, but then let's say we have a serious Monday with him, but uh, we've given him a project to develop, and that project we are looking at might be, or we are expecting it to materialize or maybe get to its uh, maturity stage in the third year. And I would if someone would also ask why do we then give him two years. So the two years is there for him to develop uh, the team, set up a project that will fit to our philosophy and make sure that in the next three years' time, uh, that maturity stage we are expecting would have reached there. So it's three years at the moment, but we are looking at uh, having an extension with him when all things uh, go between he and the club. And also looking at uh, the project we've given to him, he's going to have an oversight responsibility uh, over our junior side, that is in Swachaman Youth. So we are setting up an academy system that starts from uh, the youth system, youth 17 to youth uh, 16. So we're going to develop all these players, or maybe layers with a coach who will be taking over all, uh, of the youth team to make sure that you develop them to the senior level and also develop them to the national uh, under 17 and under 20, uh, 20 team. Well, Joel, that's very exhaustive, and we wish you the very best with uh, Max Okunedu. And, uh, of course, we'll keep tabs and uh, possibly reach out to you when you start pre-season and we can have more conversation about it. So that's uh, George, a public relations officer of Insunshaman FC. But let's do some football transfers now. And the exodus of players to Saudi Arabia continues. Where Manchester City's Riyad Mahrez and Liverpool's Jordan Henderson, the latest to make a move. Fifi Manfred of Insurer FM has the details along with uh, some other transfers happening in Europe. And he joins me via Zoom to share all the scoop with us. Fifi, thanks so much for making time and staying on on Zoom to join us on Prime Sports. What's happening in the transfer world at the moment?
Um, thank you very much, Ms. Bao. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you to all of you. So uh, essentially, Ms. Bao, like you, we've known throughout the beginning of this transfer window, we've seen that Saudi Arabia have um, a war chest sort of to invest in football. And the basis of that is because they want to invest their public investment fund into something that's going to be something substantial. But even just before we go to that, we know that Pep Guardiola, after winning the Champions League and then everything that he has done throughout last season, needs to augment his squad. He has loved to go in for some of the best players throughout the world. One of the best centre-backs in recent times has been Josko Vardiol, and that's exactly why he and his team have gone straight to RB Leipzig to go and get the young Croats into his team. I mean, Pep Guardiola wants to move away from the regular defenders, but now wants to have much more technical defenders. So, like he did last season with um, Ake and then, of course, Akanji, who are very good on the ball, love to have those natural passing angles. And then the, 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 the arrival of Vardio means that that hybrid role of, of John Stones now be, uh, possibly has to be permanent because now he has three natural defenders at the back for him. There's going to be Nathan Ake, there's going to be um, Josko Vardio, and, of course, there's Ruben Diaz also in there for him. For Liverpool, it's, it's a big one. Once Gerard had left um, England to go to Saudi Arabia, he knew that he was going to come for some of these English boys. And Jordan Anderson is getting old. After James Milner has left the club, he was the oldest at the club assistant now. And there was always going to be a chance for him to go. Now, Jordan Anderson has joined um, Gerard at Saudi Arabia himself as well. Saudi Arabia, as we know, they, are, they want to invest their public yeah. investment fund. They want to do something substantial. And it's in the investment of sports that they are looking at. That's exactly why they've gone to Manchester City to get Algeria International. Riyad Mahrez also to join the folks in Saudi Arabia. Like they said, this year, they want to get at least 100 top-class players mm -hmm. in the Saudi League. They want to um, augment that throughout the years. They want to make that very, very um, resolute. They are, they are looking away from what the Chinese did years past. They are not just throwing away money. They want to make this sustainable over the next few years. Whilst they are going for older players this time, the plan is to scale it up. So they're going to get younger players and attract them to the Saudi League because they have plans to hold a World Cup in future. So that's the plan for Saudi Arabia. In Italy, we know the story of Juan Cuadrado, Romelu Lukaku, and the likes. First of all, um, Juan Cuadrado has jumped ship from Juventus for free to International Milan. International Milan um, are going to play in that wonderful three at the back system like they did last season. And then who else as a specialty, as a wing-back, is Juan Cuadrado, the Colombian, has just jumped ship to go to um, International Milan. He's going to be the new player for Simeone Inzaghi. And, you know, in Italy, there is nothing like loyalty. Somebody plays for Juventus, the next day they are playing for AC Milan, the next day they are with International Milan. This evening, the International Milan Ultras have sent a strong warning to Juan Cuadrado. They said it in Italian, that in the past, he has done everything to be their enemy. Mm -hmm. If that's going to change, he needs to change that mm -hmm. and work very hard to end that trust. And yeah. to end Fifi, that so just, uh, just, yeah, yeah, so, just, yeah, give us a quick wrap. So it seems our time is quite not on our side. Yeah. Yeah. So Romelu Lukaku is still hanging in there. Um, mm -hmm. Juventus are still give that ultimatum that they are only going to buy Romelu Lukaku mm -hmm. unless they're able to sell Dusan Vlaovic. So apart mm -hmm. from International Milan, apart from Juventus, there's a possibility of the Saudi Arabian League also for Romelu Lukaku. Mm -hmm. Yes, last night, much to Pochettino, they say that there's no way for him at Chelsea Football Club. Yeah. yeah. Well, Fifi will return tomorrow for more update. Of course, Fifi is our man as far as the transfers are concerned. And uh, he will be sharing a lot more with us between today and Friday, even into the weekend. Make a date here on Prime Sports. My name is Razak Muzabar, and thank you so much for being a part of this. I leave you with Sports Bite.
Industries to you. Let's go to BBS
In the last one week in Parliament, there has been a debate, a debate that has been raging for decades. But now there is some action on the floor of Parliament where a member has introduced a bill that is seeking to scrap the death penalty. But not everybody agrees with him. And now because the parliamentarians are beginning to engage it, it's becoming one that we need to pay attention to as well. I'm talking about the death penalty. Is a debate between scrapping it or retaining it. And we're going to get into the discussions that the MPs have been having and where we are with consideration of the particular bill in order to have an impact on our judiciary, but also parliament itself, but the justice delivery system as a whole. Let's get into some of the specifics um, as far as the, this particular proposal is concerned that parliament itself has been uh, considering over the last few days. The MP in question is Francis Xavier Sosu. Before he became a member of parliament, he was a human rights activist. He's a lawyer and he is determined to push the point. Introducing this private member's bill on the death penalty. But also, he has made a fundamental case that these acts must be amended. And he's introduced the bills to that effect. On the 28th of June 2020, he brought this to the attention of Parliament, and it's now something that Parliament is considering. 